How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. What is going on? You know, I just witnessed a 50-year-old man. Me? (laughs) No, not you. It wasn't me. I kind of like lost my train of thought. A 50-year-old professional golfer. Do something you have not seen. That eliminated you. When I said professional golf, like... I could have just said you could have said golfer, golfer and you would have eliminated me. Win a major, and that was that was the highlight of my weekend. Did you not see me at Drive Shack yesterday? Boom in the ball. Oh, I did. Okay, I got a game. You were not on the the course of a major. No, I was not at Kiowa Island. I was not hitting the ball three hundred and sixty-six yards down the middle. No. We have a lot to talk about because Phil Mickelson, I applaud you, old man. Yeah, we got to talk about a little bit about golf there. Also, I'm back to golf some, time. some relevant sports. Oh, boy. Uh, how about the NBA and the playoffs? They delivered this weekend. There were some great games. We'll recap the game ones from the series because those are all done. A uh, C- couple of shockers. Ma- some shockers and maybe some overreaction mm-hmm. uh, for Overreaction Monday mm-hmm. uh, that we can talk about. Also, Julio Jones is a big topic of today's show. What is with him? Shannon Sharp calling him up on Undisputed and him saying that he wants out of Atlanta. Was it staged? Was it not? Is he going to New England? Is he going to the Titans? What is going on with Julio? We'll break all that down and discuss Julio Jones. Julio, get the stretch. Also, the Olympics are two months away. Will they even take place? It's a good question because, you know, the U.S. State Department just advised travelers not to go there. No. So we'll have to talk about that. And is it a safe thing to do or are we pushing it back more maybe another summer these poor these poor athletes that are giving their lives up for this yeah it's a but it's a mess right now but we got a bunch of stuff to talk about let's run it Let's start today's episode off with golf. Yeah! Like we teased in the opening. You know, usually I give Knowles one minute of golf, and I usually do that. But this is this is kind of different, because this is cool. This is not just golf. This is like sports history. Hey, you were watching. Yeah, because this is sports history. This is n- never before done. This nope. is oldest Phil Mickelson, man ever. the oldest man ever win a major tournament in golf. And it was just the craziest thing to see on one of the hardest courses ever. This is 16 years after he won the PGA Championship last. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. First of all, the wind and the, you know, being right on the ocean, that's a great course, Kiowa Island. Yeah. But wasn't it, I was mesmerized by how crazy the fans were Mm -hmm. on 17 and 18 on the last day. Just, I mean, literally, we were waiting I mean, Phil Mickelson was getting through the crowd to get to the green, and then Brooks Kepka five minutes later got through the crowd to get when to the one, green. When it's one of these big golfers that have these big followings, I mean, the fans are ridiculous. Yes, when they're winning at the end and stuff, they all have to like touch them and take pictures, and it's yeah. it's, it's just it's incredible. A little obsessive, but but Phil Mickelson, some of the shots he hit yesterday when he was in danger, I mean, in the 
crap in the big weeds and in the tall mm-hmm. grass and just popping them when he was in the sand and he and he popped it in and and he he uh he hold it out uh on what was it 15 or 16 the guy was awesome i mean kudos phil i was on the edge of my seat rooting for you buddy because you know us 50 year olds we uh you know we're still we're still we still got together. something we still got it i just don't understand how he's like almost fallen off a cliff like the last couple of years like he has not played that well no and but, he, he, but he transformed his body he started eating right he lost a lot of weight he started working out he looks good i just don't understand how you can do that at 50 years old and win that hard of a course and hit the ball like, hey, like Jack he did. can't even walk up and down the stairs without being in pain That's i don't know saying. how he just did that on an 18 old golf course beating people 30 years younger than him and it's one thing to play around a golf at fifty and 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 play well and play well, but when these guys go out and play four rounds, four days in a row, like the toll on their bodies is ridiculous, unbelievable. And I mean, for guys like when Brooke Kupka is right up your butt and he is a you know stealth young man, yeah, he man Phil just held him down. It was yeah. awesome. I was loving it. Was, we were was, at we were at Drive Shack for a graduation. We, party. Yeah, we were channeling our inner, and and we had that right on the screen, and we're like playing golf, and we're watching him, and we're screaming for him, and then we're going and hitting. Yeah, we, it was fun. Pretty cool experience there, but that's all we're talking about at golf. Gol- okay. uh, when when's the next major golf tournament? Couple uh, months. The next one should be the British Open. When is that? Or the U.S. Open? One of them's the next. I think the, it's, the U.S. or the British are next. A couple months. Yeah, in June. Then we could talk the next about time golf we'll be talking about golf is a couple months. Today? Proud of you. Appreciate it. Proud of you. Uh, back to real sports. Okay. Julio Jones has been in the news. Julio is Because Julio the wants news. to leave. Why? Atlanta. Why? And this has been going around. for It was, it was teased around the draft, uh, but he has his contract is kind of in a sticky situation. So... You know his his whole situation. Does he want to leave Atlanta? No one really up until up until yesterday. No one really knew. Yep. Uh, it was just kind of speculation. Atlanta was shopping. What could they get? They want a they want a first round pick. But it was they they weren't going to trade him this upcoming or this draft because the one that just passed because of his whole post June first deadline and all that and the cap situation. So this was a. I was going to cost twenty three million yeah, against the cap. He's th- not being cut. This was. Well, not cut or traded because it has to the whole June first thing, which is like ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Then why is the draft before June first? Yeah, I don't understand that. But whatever. This is a after June first, you know, this off season or a you know mid season or next season trade for Julio Jones, and things are starting to heat up now. You know, we have Julio Jones. The rumors heated up this weekend, but and then on Monday a huge bomb. Where Sterling or uh, Sterling, I just Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I was thinking of Sterling Shepherd. I don't know why that came to me. Well, Shannon Sharp does have Sterling Sharp as his brother. Maybe really? that's where you got it. Yeah, I don't know who his brother is. Really? No. Play for Green Bay Packers, tight end, wide receiver, great well, player. Yeah, that I do. Okay, but I wasn't thinking of his brother. Got it. Anyway, but Shannon so Sharp was on Shannon Sharp's show. Well, he wasn't on it. Well, Shannon Sharp was was arguing with Skip Bayless because the the photo of Julio Jones in a Cowboys hoodie uh, surfaced. And everyone got was like, oh, he's going to the Cowboys, whatever. And Skip Bayless was arguing the fact that it could happen. And, it's not and, there, was, the and there was things that uh, could be moved. It would never happen in a million years. There's just no way any... We're there's, no, the cap space. there's no need. There's no cap space. Yeah. That you couldn't make that move work. But 
Skateblaze was arguing it. And then Shannon Sharp was like, I'm going to call him. Because I guess he's really good, either family or good friends with Julio. Mm-hmm. And he calls him on the show. Doesn't tell them they're live mm-hmm. on air. Just says, Julio, what, what's with the trade rumors? Where, where are you going? Do you want to be in Atlanta? And he basically says, I'm out of here, man. I want, I want out. I'm out. And then he's like, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to Dallas? We saw you at the Dallas hoodie. And he goes, nah, I want to win. Because he was taking a jab at the Cowboys. He wants to go somewhere to, where he want he, where Wait, to win. Hold he on. So, so he picked the Patriots. That's where he thinks he's gonna win. Well, he didn't say he didn't say another team. That was the conversation. I don't. And then the other speculation was: Does he know he was on live TV? That people don't know. People think it was a setup that Julio Jones knew he was like. Okay, I don't think he was set up. <laughs> quick, quick, I think he back. was just saying what he wants. I think it's this is old news that he wants to be out of Atlanta. He wants to go somewhere they can win. He's getting older in his career. He wants a ring. And I think the three most the three teams that are up in the odds right now which are the patriots the baltimore ravens and the the tennessee titans all three of those make very like a lot of sense Mm -hmm. for julio the raiders are up there too they've been talking but yes but and out of those three teams they also talk about cleveland and buffalo and kc and you know i mean look everybody would want a julio jones if the price was right Mm -hmm. you know i mean you have to make and they're and they're asking a first round pick i don't see them getting that how many more years does Julio Jones have? He's 32. He's going to be 33. It's all Three about more. Yeah, he he's as good as I've I've said this before, and we've talked we talked about it. But when the rumors first came out, he's as good as he's ever been. It's just the injuries when he's sidelined. It doesn't help when he's playing half a season. But when he's on the field, he's good as he ever was. I don't see that misstep. Do you think maybe he should go on the Phil Mickelson regimen so he could get through the season, maybe. you know, a little bit stronger? Maybe, but. <laughs> I, my other problem is, is Julio Jones, like, butthurt that Kyle Pitts was drafted? You know, I mean, is now he wants out because he's like, oh, the young man's coming mm, in. I don't think. I don't think I that's mean, good. I, mean, I, I just think that that team's window is closed. They're going to rebuild mode. He, don't, he's, don't you think he's that offense men- is going to be potent, He's though? mentored. It doesn't matter if it's going to be potent. I mean, the, the team itself is not very good. You have an aging quarterback. He's mentored Calvin Ridley, who is poised to be the number one wide receiver there. Like, his time is up, and he wants to go somewhere. I, I mean, we're all go, going crazy about it, but what what if the Chiefs could do something crazy and make a move for him? That, that's another one. I'm sure he would die for that move. Okay, first of all, if the Chiefs get him, then I don't understand the cap at all. How do so, the keeps? The how cap do they is keep, not real. It's we've, not real. We've discussed How this. do you keep putting superstar after superstar on a team, and you never have a cap issue? The cap's not real. It's not real. But I think, I think with Julio, it's just the winning factor. Like he's done every. What is Julio? Done? He's in the Hall of Fame. He, he's he he's become he's one of the best wide receivers ever. Hmm? He's in he's in the Falcons Ring of Honor. Like like he's one of the best Falcons ever. He's done everything but win a Super Bowl. He's not gonna win one with the Falcons. They're not winning one every anytime soon. So. No. Time to move on. I get it. I'm not. I think I'm not best, beating him up for it. Best fit is the Titans. That would be incredible. Him and AJ Brown. They just lost Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Oh, him, him and AJ Brown. I mean, AJ Brown has become one of the most dynamic wide receivers. If and you, you can't have, double team him because you if, got if, Derek if you Henry have, issues. If you have AJ Brown and and Julio Jones with Derrick Henry in the backfield, what is the defensive focus? Because there is not. There, there's no. There's no team in the NFL that has two lockdown. No, no team in the NFL has two Jalen Ramseys. Right. 
So if J so if they're playing the Rams, Jalen Ramsey can get on Julio Jones all he wants. AJ Brown's gonna have a day. Yeah. Like there's no NFL team. I, I get. I guess the closest last year was the Patriots with J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore. But J.C. Jackson is is a second corner because he guards the second wide receiver on most teams, which is not Julio Jones or A.J. Brown. Correct. That's not usually the the second wide receiver on most teams. So. This offense, what what is this? If he gets to the Titans, what's the scheme, the defensive scheme? Are you loading the box? Fine, then Julio or AJ Brown will blow you over the top. Are you doubling one of the wide receivers? All right, let's just run it up the middle with yeah. with six guys in the box. Like what? That that becomes an unstoppable offense for real. Yeah, it's it's a really good one. He fits KC really well. KC he, would be it, just stupid. It would be huge for Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. The, I mean, the like, Baltimore where, thing makes honestly, sense. Where, where doesn't he make the team better? No, he, it, there's no place where he doesn't. I'm just talking about fit-wise. If he goes to Baltimore, Baltimore, he's getting that number one wide, wide receiver. But Baltimore has shown that they are they don't really care about the wide receiver. They drafted one in the first round, yeah, but I'm telling you. But Baltimore they haven't gone out. They haven't thing. gone out and tried to trade for one. They haven't gone out and tried to sign one. Like they're. Yeah. They know what what they are, and they're a run centric team. You know, if they get Julio, I I feel like they would just be like overpaying for someone they're not going to utilize that much. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And same goes with Cleveland and Buffalo. It's like at some and, point you have too many good right. Players. And with the Patriots, I think it's a good one as well because maybe you're giving Mac Jones Mac Jones one. But come on, you're giving Mac Jones a weapon. He said he, he would be intrigued with playing with Cam Newton. So I don't think oh, Mac Jones God. thing is uh, Cam Newton. But Cam Newton will start the season there i think we all well cam newton that. will start the season if he could throw the ball more than eight yards but that, well, that that's a whole different discussion for another day right julio are, are you see, we'll see what happens so so are you would you entertain the titan thing like would you sure you would like that sure and and con and honestly i mean i would give up a number one for him if that's all it took mm -hmm. and i didn't have to give up any other compensation and it fit into my cap space i don't think giving up a number one when you're a titans who, who will have a 27 pick mm -hmm. or 28th pick well, who cares i mean you're getting julio jones for three more years with a chip on his shoulder and raring to go yeah for a team like tennessee who their only goal right now is to win a super bowl because they're in that window I, I, the, the, the first round pick doesn't is doesn't mean anything. yeah i agree but but it's it's an interesting thing to watch over the next week especially next week because that once June 1st passes, they can officially make a trade. The cap space works out. And I think that next week, not only will the rumors heat up, but I think you see a trade as early as next week. I think this is something that is going to get done. I, I don't think these are these are just strictly rumors. I, I think this is... No, I don't either. This is, I want a new team starting next year, and I want a training camp to prep with my new team. Yeah. So that's going to be something to watch uh, the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, moving on to... The Olympics. It's we, getting we close. Have we ever talked about the Olympics? I don't think we've ever talked about the Olympics well, on the show. We've, we've because only we've been only been doing it for a year. <laughs> and I think we started it after the the Olympics last year got postponed to this year. Correct. So we, have, we haven't talked about the Olympics at all. And I'm a huge Olympics fan. Yeah, the Olympics are awesome. I'm a Winter Olympics guy. Over the summer, are you winter as well? So I love Winter Olympics because of the skiing and the hockey. But... I actually prefer overall to watch mm. the Summer Olympics because I, I love the swimming, diving, track and field. Like, I just, I, I, I eat it all up. Eat so, it all up. 
yeah, I love the hockey, and then you know you got the snowboarding. There's uh, nothing like swimming. I mean, swimming to me is the Olympics. Swimming, I swimming's love, cool. I but love like, swimming because didn't Michael of, Phelps retire? No, I, I don't know. Did he? I thought he was making know. a comeback. He was cool to watch. But he was cool to watch, and even Ryan Lochte, who was you know out of his mind, mm-hmm. and all, and some of the women like um, Katie uh, Ledecky. Oh, it was phenomenal. Remember that? You know, and the the girl who did the long distance stuff. You know, who just won everything. I mean, there there's some stars, and yeah. and it's fun to watch. And the U.S. team is is obviously but, really great to root for. But the real discussion here is with COVID because I thought we beat COVID, but apparently. Us being the U.S. We only be COVID. Yes, Japan not so much. What the fudge is Japan? Japan, doing? what? Get J- your shit together. Japan, I. You know there is a thing on on the web. You know the website we published this podcast on where it tells you geographically who listens. Yeah. I don't think anyone listens from Japan, so I don't think this is really worth our while. Hmm. But if anyone's listening out there in Japan, go get your vaccination, <laughs> guys. Get your stuff together. Come on. 2%, 2% is vaccinated? 2%. We're at 60 of the adult population. They're at 2. And and how many people live in Japan? More than here? I'm just, no. Or a little less? Yeah, really? Oh, it is an island. Really? The, did you just I, say I just that graduated. Japan... I'm not thinking of school. Oh, my God. That's just... That is honestly one of the worst comments I've ever heard. You China say. has like a billion. Okay, China and Japan are two very okay, different it's not, sizes. It's it's a third. It's a third of what. It's the not US. like there's two two thousand people that live there. No, still 120 million. Yeah, but it's, it's a, a lot third of, of the U.S. Two percent is vaccinated. That's a very small number. So how are they going to have the Olympics there? They're they're going to do it really really carefully. Here's a problem, mm-hmm. right? So the hospital, you know, like kind of when we were going through our COVID crap. The hospitals are overrun. You know, they're running out of beds and ventilators and all that stuff. You have, I I would assume, and maybe I'm making a really bad assumption, but I'm assuming all the athletes are vaccinated. Yeah. Right? I mean, 90%. I would, I would think they'd have to be, yeah. you know? And so if the athletes are vaccinated and their families who are coming are vaccinated, then why is the Japanese people up in arms like they're going to spread COVID, you know, because the Olympics are going on? Yeah, so that thing should all be uh, – that's all That's all going to be a bubble. They're going to be in their hotels, and they're going to drive to the stadiums every day and whatever. Right. I just don't think that local Japanese people should be allowed. Should be allowed yeah, that, to that's to the, the one thing. Like, if you're going to have no fans, you're going to have no fans. That's not – that's out of our control. This is, this is in a whole other country. I mean, Japan's going to lose billions of dollars on this Olympics anyway because they're never going to make the revenue that they force yeah. so, you know, having – but I just and they can't like they already moved it back a year. Is it next year the Winter Olympics? Yes. And so are they going to have the Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics? I don't even think that's years? the biggest problem. Is you cannot do this to the athletes. They have been training for four years. Now they've been training for five years. Mm-hmm. At some point, you know, people get too old to compete. Some people lose, you know, get injured. Like let these people compete in the games that they've been killing themselves for freaking four, five years now. Let them compete, whether there's yeah. fans or no fans. I, I just think the whole like the whole thing with with the the Japanese don't want them to come but then what do you like what do you want what's their what's their argument what is their alternate solution do they have one or they're yeah, just kind of they want it canceled the population of Tokyo wants the Olympics canceled I mean at this point just move sucks. it to the United States 
Yeah, isn't there like old ones in New York, old facilities yeah, or, or LA? Yeah, or, you know, we, we we could house them in Orlando. That's what I'm saying. There's there's a million. Stadiums. The Olympics in Orlando. I'm down. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be going to all the games. But I mean, I I don't think it gets. I don't think they can cancel it again. Like I don't, I I, I, really don't. I just don't see how they could do that to them. I think it's too late. I really do. And yeah, that's what they think. It's in two months. It's or, or a month and no, it's two months and two days. Two months and two days away. It starts. They're cutting it close. They are. But, you know, have you ever seen uh, an opening ceremonies with nine people in the stands? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> but I guess we'll have to see with that, too. Maybe, maybe, how about this? We'll, we'll, we'll put a, a little poll out there. Does Julio Jones get traded or does the Olympics get canceled first? Ooh. I think Julio Jones gets traded yeah, has before. To. There's no way that they're going to push this out much further. I, I agree with you. All right. Well... Let's take a quick break, and then we'll recap the Game 1s from the series uh, and the NBA playoffs from this weekend, because it was a wild weekend. But first, a word from our sponsor. Back on the Sports Appeal, what a crazy weekend it was in the NBA playoffs. They did not disappoint. We had... What? They played basketball? Yeah, we had... Real a, basketball? Yes. Basketball that counted. We had Basketball counted, with effort. Counted basketball, eight games that were... We didn't see a blowout. I mean, the the biggest blowout was the Trailblazers, but that game was competitive for 40 minutes. How many of those eight games did you watch? I watched most. How many? I mean, how many hours did you sit on the t- on the, your butt? It was it was a solid probably 12 hours, you know, of, of basketball this weekend just to check out the first games. You know, mm-hmm. a, a week the first weekend you got to check them out. We started with Heat Bucks that we watched. Great game. A really good game, back and forth. The Bucks. It, it seemed like there was a common theme, I think, with a lot of these. These were so close, but you saw the, the one team get the lead early, and then it was like the other team fought back, mm-hmm. and then they got a lead, and then they fought back, and then the Bucks got a 10-point lead, the Heat closed it to one. Then a, like It was like they got leads, and then they couldn't shut the game down, and the Heat kept battling back in this one. And it was this was all Chris Middleton. Giannis yes. honestly didn't play that great. No. Uh, he shot terrible from the field. It is going to be an issue if he continues to shoot poorly from the free throw line because they're starting to hack him. It's yeah. it's become a hack-a-shack out there with Giannis late in the game because he can't hit a free throw. Nope. And he can't hit a jump shot to save his life. Dude, he I mean, was... he had 26 points with 10 shots. And those 10 shots were all dunks. Yeah. I mean, literally, every time he shot the ball, he missed. Right. So, th- I mean, that was a problem. And Middleton saved his butt. He was the one that shot a little bit better, even though as a team, altogether, they didn't shoot. They shot 43%. Yeah. They they thanked the Heat for shooting 36%. That's basically what uh what kept them in this game and ultimately for them to win it. The Heat shot tw- made 23s, and then they, they made five. Uh, in game two, which we're filming actually in the middle of, whole different story as the Bucks are shooting lights out from three, but that's another... Uh, another story uh, for a different... Right. Did you find... Did, there was a big call towards the end of the game where Duncan Robinson was fighting through a screen and he hit uh, yep. Middleton and his arm came and they up. Called and a, they called a flagrant on it. Yeah. That that call sucked. But this is what I don't love about the NBA is is the softness. And it's been a reoccurring thing. And it, it's just, I just find it that these, you know, fouls are, are good because fouls make the game interesting. It's late in the game, you know, it, they encourage players to create, you know, drive to the basket, create contact, and, and get the ref to make that call. And that's fine. Like, fouls go both ways for the game for the most part. Mm-hmm. 
But when you have a foul on a play that's fighting through a screen that didn't, you know, the play hasn't developed. There's no shot. There's no crazy thing that should have, could have, would have happened. And you call a flagrant foul. And you call a foul. flagrant foul on, on, he didn't kill him. He didn't injure him. Like, like, this is, that's ridiculous. He, he didn't, a flagrant foul is when someone, you know, someone has, beats you by the basket and, then you, and you grab their neck down and pull. That's a flagrant. Like, right. that's intentional. Could hurt someone and you get it. Two extra free throws in the ball. Agreed. An errant elbow to your chin. Like, let's let that's not a flagrant. If you want to call that a foul, that's a foul. You right. know, if you're fighting through a screen and you and you and, bump and, and you and that hit. was big because it would have been an out of bounds and instead he got two free throws in the ball. But the thing the thing with the call is it was a foul. That is a foul when whatever the play was. The and no one had a problem with the foul. It's no. the flagrant. There was Agreed. no need to review it. it. It was ridiculous. But that's been a discussion for Spe- years now. Speaking of Duncan Robinson. Do you know he took 13 shots in the game? All threes? Yeah. that's what, I mean, that's what he does. He didn't take a normal two-point shot the whole game. No. Seven out of 13, so good on him. Yeah. But he didn't take a regular shot. <laughs> but Jimmy Butler's uh, late heroics in overtime were not enough. That was uh, a great move. Yeah, to, to send move. it to overtime. And then the Bucks finish it off. Middleton hit a late uh, game winner. It was an entertaining game. Yes. Second game was my favorite because it just started off my big upset like like perfectly the Mavs I mean this this is a 10 point game Th- this was the biggest lo- this was the most lopsided game by far I mean they won by 10 you could have easily said they won by 25 I would have believed you because this was all Mavs start to finish the Clippers made a late push in the fourth but it wasn't enough because of how absolutely terrible they played and I called it I said the Clippers have not been playing good of late I don't expect them to come out with all this energy because the Clippers as a franchise are known for not showing up in the playoffs. Uh, Kawhi played well, played decent, played played good enough to win, but his counterpart in Paul George was was pandemic Paul George all over again from last year. It, he, it was the same guy that can't hit a shot, that didn't play aggressive enough. I mean, the, he did score 23. It wasn't like he didn't show up at all. No, scored 23, but in the first half was struggling. He shot eight for eighteen and two from eight. That's not going to cut it. When you know th- this is the thing with this team. Look at the shots. Yeah. If if Kawhi and Paul George don't have twenty plus every game, it's I mean that's terrible because look at the shots. Yeah. They, Kawhi took twenty two and Paul George took eighteen. The next best was Nicholas Batum with eight. Yeah. No. They, I mean they, they, they have the is, ball in their hands almost every time. Yeah. This is pro. Th- these are. The only two players on this team that are really their, the offensive focus, they're going to score 20-plus. So 23 for Paul George on his shooting percentage, that's not going to win you a lot of games. Luka Doncic is freaking unbelievable. What? Did he have a good game? Ridiculous. <laughs> he had 31 points, 5-11 from three, uh, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Had it, I two mean, blocks. It, I think it was like the only the third, you know, he was like the third youngest to have a triple-double in the playoffs. Like, I mean, the and dude... Did, and did it really with ease. With ease. I mean, the dude just takes shots whenever, creates his own shot. Mm-hmm. No one can guard him. You put Kawhi on him, he can't guard him, and that's one of the best defensive players we've they, seen. But they didn't put Kawhi on him. I mean, they're talking about, like, that Tyron Lue is finally going to, like, coach, yeah. and he'll put Kawhi Leonard on him this game. But they weren't putting Kawhi on him. Nope. I mean, you can't... First of all, Patrick Beverly can't guard anybody anymore. Yeah. You know, so, but it is kind of funny. If you look at the stat sheet, like, you know, who led in points? Doncic and, and Leonard. Who led in rebounds? Doncic and Leonard. Who led in assists? Doncic and Leonard. Who led in uh, uh, blocks and steals? Doncic and Leonard. Did anybody else play in this game? <laughs> no, but here's, but no, for the Mavs, they did. For the Mavs, it was a lot of 
role players. I mean, you take Dorian Finney-Smith, oh my God. who was Four lights threes. out from three. He's not a three-point shooter. No. Tim Hardaway Jr. is, and he... he, he, he I'm, I'm telling you, this guy has had a crazy season. Jalen Brunson is my favorite six-man off the bench, had 15 of his own. Here's the problem for, for the Clippers. They don't have the best player in this series. Luka Doncic is the best player on the court at all times. Yes. And if they're going to play, if they're going to win this series... They're two best players who Kawhi and Paul George are supposed to be way better than just Luka Doncic. Like, that tandem is supposed to be better than just Luka Doncic, and it wasn't in Game 1. That's why the Mavs uh, took a victory, and I think that they win the series. I don't think they sweep the Clippers. That's just not going to happen. This is going to be a competitive series, but the Clippers have to play with a little urgency, or this is going to be 2-0, this is going to be 3-0, and then it's going to get away from them. Aren't you a little worried, though? I mean, the Dallas Mavericks play with seven people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like but that's I, all it takes. I, is it in the playoffs when 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 your starting lineups playing forty minutes? I mean, this is yeah. this is win four games. You know, this is you rested. All, you you rested and played thirty minutes in the regular season. This is forty minutes a night. You only need seven eight guys. I believe it when they could keep it up. And uh, the Clippers will bounce back. I think they will too. I think this is a competitive series. But yeah, th- this go this game goes two zero and they still two in in L A. This this series is over. I'm telling you. Yeah. This 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 gets away quick because if the Clippers can't come back in Game Two, I'm saying it right now. The series is over. All right. Uh, Celtics Nets. Celtics were leading for a good period By of time. Twelve in the first half. Uh, I didn't believe it. I mean, I wasn't going crazy or anything. This is. I mean, we've seen this countless times in games this year in the NBA. But yeah, but they looked so good in the first part of Tatum the game. looked fine. Kemba Walker, Robert Williams. Yeah. Uh, had nine blocks. He's been really good for them. That's unbelievable. Nine, bl- no, yeah, nine. Blocks. But the Clippers played as good of a first half as they could have. I mean, the Celtics. The Celtics played as good of a first half, and the Nets played about as worse of a first half as you can. If you would like, the Clippers played. Let me or, let me repeat that. The Celtics played the best first half that they possibly could have, and yep. the Nets played the worst. Yep. And they only up by six. And they're only up by six. That should tell you everything you need to know. The Nets can shoot. I think they were shooting like 30% from the field, 20% from three-point. Uh, they didn't like have that many free-throw attempts and were down six at half yep. when the Celtics were playing lights out. And that, that should tell you that this team isn't going to lose to anybody. No, their lead was evaporated in the first three minutes because of the third Harden hit, yeah, yeah, They come out of a timeout. You only need four threes and a 12-point lead is evaporated. Yep. Kyrie hits one. KD hit, hits one. And then Harden hits two back-to-back. It's a tie game. Yep. Th- this team's not it, losing to anyone. They're it's definitely not losing to the Celtics because I guarantee you the Celtics are not going to play that well with the Nets playing as bad as they were in the first half again. I don't and even, that was their only shot of winning I, a game. I don't even think the big three played that well. And they still scored 82 points. Like right. the entire Celtics that, team scored ninety three, but that's that is the point. They didn't play good. The Nets did not play good at all, nope. and they won by eleven and were down twelve at one point. This team's not losing anyone. It, it, this is a joke uh, as it stands. But did you see the play where uh, Durant like blew through the the crease or crease blew through the <laughs> the the, uh, the key, yeah. and he. You know, went for a layup over Kemba Walker and like tripped over him, and his arm Fell pinned behind his, his back. I thought he broke his arm, broke his arm, I broke thought, his elbow, I tore his. I thought his shoulder bicep. completely came out of its socket. And, and the I believe it was Doris Burke on the call. She like gasped or something, and yeah. everyone was like, "What? What? What?" And he and like no one was on the floor. Everyone gets up, and we're he, like, "What?" He jumped right up and walked away. And then you see the replay, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, how did he not 
break something. Right. LeBron has a layup. Oh, we'll, talk, fo- we'll talk okay, about LeBron in, right, uh, in a second. But the last Saturday game was uh, Trailblazers Nuggets. My big Nuggets that I'm very confident in. Look, the Nuggets started very well in this game. What's they your, could not guard what, Jokic. What's your double or nothing bet? Don't you have a double nothing I bet do, with your that TikTok That the Nuggets guy? will win this, mm. this series. Mm. But you feel a little worried? No, I'm not. Because the Nuggets played very well. Uh, they had they had Damian Lillard on lockdown in the first half. Uh, Carmelo Anthony was having his way, and and they'll they'll fix those things up. They'll fix up defensively. But Jokic, what the big thing I had to see was was Jokic going to get shut down, and was the MVP of the league going to get shut down by by uh, Yusuf Nurkic? Mm-hmm. He wasn't, mm-hmm. and that that showed me everything I needed to know. Uh, he played well. He's going to play well this series. He's going to get help from Michael Porter Jr., who was hot. Aaron Gordon played good. And in the fourth quarter, they just collapsed. They couldn't hit a shot, and Damian Lillard took over. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard took oh, over. Oh, he took over in the fourth. Is, is an understatement. He took over. He, he took did over not, in the third. Well, the late third, uh, fourth quarter. Th- this game was it was closer than it looked. When Lillard gets on his hot streak, which isn't every game. Like, people have to understand, he doesn't do this every single game. It he, really feels like But he, he has his nights where he does this, and it's the game's Like, the game is over. When he... Hits his threes and he hits four threes in a row and he he gets the his and ones and he just goes on this this run of his own. Mm-hmm. There's no coming back. He he also added they got, thirteen assists to his thirty four points. But yeah, but th- this is they're gonna have to lock him down. Like they, they did a good job in the first half. I believe he had like under ten points or he had like twelve points in the first half. They did a great job. Second half, I don't know what they changed defensively, but he got way more open looks and uh, I, I Caponzo think- was was you know. A little out of his uh, his league there. <laughs> I, I think you need to be a little more worried than you are. All right, the the backcourt scored fifty five points with McCollum and Lillard. Mm-hmm. Right, Nurtic, Powell, Covington, uh, Carmelo Anthony, and Anthony Simmons scored. I, I think they scored like like sixty points. Like you're getting scoring from everywhere on this team. Like there was no lockdown. You know, I, the Nuggets in the, are, in the first half there was. Besides, uh-huh. you know, Carmelo had his way. Because they were really going hard at uh, at at Lillard, and then they just they fell apart in the second half. Th- this is not going to happen. I fully suspect them to not lose two at home, tie the series. AJ, this team is not the same without Jamal Murray. It's not. They won enough game. They it's went. They won the enough same. games without him. The, the reason they lost this game was not Jamal. Jamal Murray wasn't doing anything else. He doesn't play that good of a de- of defense anyway. He wasn't locking. They did enough scoring to do the job. Defensively, in the second half, they fell apart. I think you need to be more worried. I'm not. When it, if it's two zero, feel so worried. By the end of the uh, the night, I'll, so I'll be worried. Okay. Uh, the on Sunday, Wizards seventy sixers, a good game overall. This is going to be a high scoring series. And I said this on I, I I said this the other day to a to a friend. I said this might be the closest, most entertaining first series matchup ever. That is a sweep. <laughs> because I fully suspect the the Sixers to or the Sixers to sweep the Wizards, mm-hmm. but the Wizards cover the spread in all four games. That that's what I see. This I awesome. see this as as high scoring affair. You know they're gonna be like six point spreads every every time because it's the number one seed. And I this is gonna be like a six point game every game. And but I this, expect the 76ers to sweep because the Wizards did everything they could. They scored 118 points. Beal scored 33. Westbrook had his uh, had a double double. Didn't have the rebounds for the triple double, but had 
basically a triple double if you take the other the points and the and the assists and put, turn them into rebounds. Oh, and they were getting scores from everybody. Bert, Bertans was hot from three, mm-hmm. but okay. when Embiid scores his thirty and he's not the highest scorer. You're not going to win a lot of games when Tobias Harris has 37 points. Okay. We got to look at something about Tobias Harris. Mm -hmm. He shot the ball 29 times. Was he just... Do you think if you asked a a 76ers coach or anything, if that was the game plan, you think they would have said yes? No way. No chance. 29 shots. I mean, I've never seen Tobias Harris shoot 29 times. In a no. game, I mean, and he used to play for the Magic, and we, he would never shoot that much. Mm-mm. So I mean, he was on fire, and I mean, to shoot fifty percent on that much volume, he, he just went off. Yeah, and Embiid had the quietest, easiest thirty points ever. This th- look, I mean, the spread was eight or seven or eight, I think eight, and they they, they won by seven. So great on Washington for covering, mm-hmm. but this is going to be an easy series, like I yeah. said, for the seventy six. Oh, I'm I'm with you. But uh, the next game, Suns Lakers, was a was a good game. We saw injuries uh, in the in the first half. We saw CP3 go down with an actual scary injury. Yep, he was down. He got hit. You know, landed on that shoulder. Weird. He bounced uh, back. He was fine. Came back. Yep. And uh, and, LeBron, and he was fine. What about LeBron James? And then LeBron. No, he got hurt. Has, he got hurt. He got hit uh, <laughs> in midair and landed weird by I don't even know. I, I don't even know how to explain the play. It was a basketball play, and he flopped on the ground and acted like he got hurt, and Montres Harrell backed him up, and then he got up and was fine. It was it was literally the biggest flop ever. I mean, I don't understand this this new this LeBron, LeBron James is not known as this huge flopper. He has done it in his career, mm-hmm. but he's not known as this guy that needs an injury to to make a a game more. Yeah, but except, or when a story line except when your better. team is so bad and you're playing so bad. I mean, come on, age. Anthony Davis scored 13 points. He was points. terrible. They were awful. And I said this. I mean, people were, were laughing at me when they said, you have both LA teams going on the first round. Like, how, that's not even possible. It is. Because this, 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 the Clippers, the only team playing worse than the Clippers the last couple games is the Lakers. Yeah. They, even when they got LeBron and AD back, AD had a couple games where he was good. Most of the season, we've talked about how he's been soft. He hasn't been aggressive and he hasn't been that good of a player. And LeBron, after he got hurt, hasn't been half of the player he was when they were talking about him winning MVP in the beginning of the season. And so, and two things if the Suns can win with Chris Paul scoring seven points, they are going to be just. This fine. was all Devin Booker. Devin Booker De- in his first playoff game is phenomenal. Is is phenomenal? It, but it's, it's awesome. It's actually also about DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, he shut down Anthony Davis. That shut was down Anthony Davis. One, that was the one part. And went twenty-one and sixteen. I'll tell you this: if, if DeAndre Ayton is scoring more points this series than Anthony Davis, There's this no, is going to be a sweep. Yes, they have no and, chance. And look, you know, I'm I'm all over the Suns. I want the Suns to win. I'm mm-hmm. rooting for the Suns. They're my team. And I thought for sure they got a raw deal by getting the Lakers and the Lakers were going to wake up. But after watching that game, the Suns have a very legitimate shot of winning this series. Definitely. 100%. I totally, I totally wrong agree. With the, something's wrong with the Lakers. Well, the, the Lots Lakers... Lots of things are wrong. No, a lot of things are wrong. And health is number one because I don't think LeBron is, is anywhere near healthy. And I don't think Anthony Davis is anywhere near LeBron's term of healthy like i i think this is a this is a health thing they're just not in the in the shape or or in yeah. the ability to play as they were and if they if they aren't they're not going to win the series they also don't have 
they don't have the, the horses. Mm-mm. You know, Montrez Harrell is a good player. Schroeder, Schroeder didn't look great. And then after that, Andre Drummond is not the player he used to be. Cot, uh, Caldwell Pope is not a, a good player. Caruso is not an NBA player. Like They, they just don't have the <laughs> Wow, talent. you're dissing Caruso? I'm, I am totally dissing Caruso. Wow. All right. Uh, the most entertaining game of the weekend far. was Hawks-Knicks. Uh, disappointed by the outcome because I was rooting for those Knicks. I love that the Knicks story so far this season. But Trey Young, th- this game was uh, this game was just like the this game was just like the Bucks Heat game one. This was the Knicks uh, fell down early, but then they got by a the lot. Yeah, fell down early by a lot in the first second half. Got a lead quick. Hawks came back, tied it up. Get a five point lead. Hawks make it a one point game. Get an eight point lead. Hawks tie it up. Then they got, like, a five-point lead late in the fourth, like, under five minutes. Hawks take the lead. Then they they get they take a timeout, get back. Uh, what, uh, Al, uh, Burks was going in, going okay. off. He was hitting, having the game of his life. He hits a couple threes. They go up by, like, four. Seriously, I, I'm not even joking. I don't think Alex Burks has scored this many points since college. No, I'm with you. I mean, game of his life. And then the Hawks come out of a timeout with, like, two minutes left. Bogdanovich hits a, hits a quick three. Then Lou Will hits a three. And then DeAndre Hunter, who I feel like I forgot about him, mm-hmm. he hits a three. And now they're up by, you know, a bunch. Uh, then uh, last possession for the Knicks, Derrick Rose hits a clutch shot. He ties it up. And then Ice Trey Young. With .9 I, seconds. I can't stand his game, but you got to respect, you know, the a good basketball player when you see it. I don't like the fouling thing. I hate the 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 butt bump where he draws fouls and stuff. I think yep. it's dumb and whatever. But th- that shot was nice. Uh, the way he was able to get in, hits the little floater layup, and yep. and he steals game one for the Knicks. I think this was playing out for a Knicks win. Uh, the the fans were crazy. Spike Lee was going crazy, and the Hawks really stole game one. And that could be a huge for this series because this is a this is. Shaping up to be a back and forth series, and they get that that first win, that could be really big uh, and bad for the Knicks. This is going to be a good series. Oh yeah, Th- these two teams. I I'm telling you, if they're not fighting by the end, then oh. something went wrong. I am a hundred percent with you. I'm loving it. Yeah, but and, uh, the last, the biggest upset of the whole first round. But was it? Yes. So so Memphis defeats the Jazz in Game One, which I told you, nobody. Wants to play this team. No. And, and we've said, if, if Golden State were to play this team, I don't care if Donovan Mitchell's playing or not, This is that, that's not even a competition, I don't think, in a seven-game series. Yep. But this meant, you know, Donovan Mitchell gets, gets uh, yesterday, gets announced, or, or two days ago, gets announced that he's out. And I look at my phone, I'm like, I'm looking at the game, and, I, and it's, it's a night game. I'm saying, without Donovan Mitchell, are the Memphis Grizzlies... That much worse. Are they seven, eight seeds different than the Utah Jazz? No, I think Mitchell makes a big difference. It's the their best player. No, I'm saying, but he makes such a big difference. But pe- I, I think people, like, there was so many people, I was looking on Twitter, and they're like, Mitchell's out. That was expected. That wasn't expected for me. I thought he'd be back for the playoffs. Definitely. Like, that was expected. They'll still win this game. Donovan Mitchell's the best player on that team. It's not Rudy Gobert. It's no. not Bogdanovich. Like, their best player didn't play. And when the best player on a team doesn't play, that is a huge hit for them. And when when you take this roster without Donovan Mitchell, 
Are they that much better than the Memphis Grizzlies? The answer is no. No. And if Mitchell was out, which he's not, he's got, coming back for game two. I you know there was I will stuff, bet stuff that every could, dollar no, I bad. have. There was stuff coming out that said he was unhappy about being out, and no, they no. Saw, he didn't say he was unhappy. He was furious. Furious that he should have played. He thought he could have played, and they held yeah. him out. He's back for game two. He's back for the rest of the series, and I'm I'm fully expecting the Jazz to win because of it. But if if you if if you told me that Donovan Mitchell was out for the series, I would straight up tell you I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fully say Memphis is gonna win, but this is ultimately turns into a sweep five game series to a seven game series and a toss up. So because it's two very equal rosters. What what about the person you're not mentioning? What is going on with the emergence of Dylan Brooks? I love the man. You have. You've had every card, rookie yeah. card of his I, I, since he's come in the league. Look, he is. He was great in college. We all yeah. loved him in, at Oregon. Yep. He came in the league and he was good. Uh, he didn't get any recognition because he's on Memphis and they you know, stunk. But him and John Morant are slowly becoming a great one-two punch. Mm-hmm. He's a bucket. He, he, he shot tw- I mean he he shot 26 shots and and May 13 that's 50%. If Dylan Brooks is scoring 31 and Morant is is second in with 26, this is going to be a very good series. At now, add Donovan Mitchell and add another 30 per, uh point per night scorer, the the Jazz should close this Memphis team out cuz they should be able to score more points and 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 lock this thing down. But I, I wasn't expecting Bogdanovich to score 29. Well, he had a very he he kind of brought them back in the fourth because it was getting yeah. away from from the Jazz. This was not a three point game in the fourth. Yeah. But I I think this is what a start for the Grizzlies and what they were they were able to shoot. Uh, they shot a hundred shots. That just shows you the pace that they were playing. They were they're getting shots up. Uh, they're they're you know for, they're they're creating the pace to, for the game. Yeah. And the Jazz just they're missing the, their best player they're not the that great of a team you know i i don't know how else to say it because you know what what if the what if the the grizzlies were missing john morant that's or, a significant hit or trey young didn't play what, for what atlanta? if trey young wasn't playing for atlanta right that's that's not or, that good of a team or devin booker wasn't playing for the suns yeah, I, think, I i get it i mean I, I, listen i'm totally with you he, I, I think people like looked at that and they were like Okay. I, I really believe Utah thought this would have been an easy series. 100%. And that they could rest Donovan Mitchell for another game or two. I'm with you. And then they realized after that game, like, oh, my oh, yeah, God, he needs to come you back. are so going to play in the next game. Yeah, agreed. Those are good games, man. Yeah. Good games. And then we have, uh, just quickly, we have the Bucks just as we're recording this, destroying the uh, the Miami Heat. Although, uh, we not, thought they would although, break the, uh, the three-pointer record. Doesn't look like they're going to do that. They came up with 20. They had 15 in the first half. The record was 29, and they'll they'll finish with about 20. Well, all their starters are sitting now. Right. So, but uh, it, it 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 was the it was the craziest first quarter I've ever seen. 50 <laughs> points in the first quarter. 50 points in the first quarter. 74 at half. I'm like, and then they came out in the second half and they've scored like what? 11. <laughs> I mean, they, they basically they haven't even they shown to do anything. They're like, yeah, this is like, we'll rest and we'll take this 2 nothing lead. Yeah, I mean, when, when, when you're starting line, or when you're, <laughs> these are the players that are out there right now, right? Uh, Pat uh, Connington, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Nawara, mm. Sam Merrill, mm. Mamadi Diakiti, mm. and Elijah Bryant. Could you name where all, any of those players went four, to college? Four of those, four of those five players have never seen the court I didn't know in their Jordan Nora went to Louisville. He was a draft pick. Oh, really? Yes. You know that? Okay, you are right. But four of those five players would not normally be seeing the court in an NBA game. 
seeing the court. They don't see the court in a regular season game. <laughs> but, <laughs> Let alone a playoff game. But uh, yeah, the Bucks are not losing no. to the Heat two years in a row. No, they were out for. Uh, they they they. They're they, out for blood. Yeah, they're out for blood. Out for blood. That, that series, uh, you can wrap that one up. The Heat, like we said, they came close in Game One, and then now it's two zero. This uh, you can wrap that one up, I believe. Hey, and you know. Well, you're going to get this in the morning, so that they'll be, it'll be over. But the Islanders in Pittsburgh in hockey, their season, the series is tied 2-2. They're tied 2-2 in overtime and about to go to double overtime. Mm. I love NHL hockey playoffs. That's a good one. Let's go to Friday, and we, we should be uh, we should be what two three games into the playoffs in, there, by, by the Friday. Game twos might not start till Friday. <laughs> I don't know. I just we'll wanted to, to see how pissed off you would get when I said that. <laughs> I'll see you Friday, buddy.